0: You do hard things every day. You have in the past, and continue to have the ability to do hard things. So why is it that, when it comes to creating positive change in your life, that those specific hard things seem to be the ones that you can't get done? You are getting in your own way. You are sabotaging yourself at every turn. Hello, my fellow humans. And welcome back to another episode of the Healthy, Happy Human Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Levitin, and every week I bring you discussions on topics to help you build a healthy mind, a happy body, and hopefully become an all around better human. Because a rising tide raises all ships, and better humans make a better humanity. Remember, we're all in this together. If you want to keep on this journey with me, you can subscribe to the Healthy, Happy Newsletter a weekly Friday email where I send out tips and tidbits of the things that I've been learning about and powerful quotes and just general helpful resources that I think will help you on your journey. It's completely free and the link to register is in the show notes. If while you're listening today, you're enjoying what you hear, take a second and snap a quick screenshot and upload it to Instagram and tag me at Paul Leviton so I can share in your enthusiasm and repost it to my audience. It really makes my day to see these. And If you get value from today's show, don't forget to share this episode with a friend or family member so that they can get some value along with you. And with that, it's time to start today's episode. Let's go and let's grow. Something I've been thinking a lot about lately is self-sabotage. It's probably because I recently finished teaching an eight-week course all about self-sabotage, what causes it, and how to avoid it. You know, the course was created to help people get out of their own way and remove the roadblocks that are holding them back from creating positive change in their life. You can hear me talk more about the course in episode 81. The title is Building Your Purposeful Passion-Filled Life. On that episode I was interviewed by a special guest host about the course and my motivations behind creating it. And you know when I say I want to help people create positive change in their lives to some it might sound vague but that's because it really can be anything, from weight loss to weight gain to quitting smoking to starting to study Spanish. Whatever it is, there is a laundry list of things that we feel we quote unquote should be doing that would make our lives better if we accomplish them. And yet the vast majority of people will live their entire lives and die without ever having even cracked a portion of this list. So what gives? Well. You know, if you have been listening to this show in any capacity for a while, I say all the time that change is hard. We get that. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, sure, change is hard. The whole story of it's hard so I can't, that's a trap that a lot of people fall into. However, it's a false narrative. And if you're honest with yourself, I think you'd admit that it's kind of bullshit. You might say... You know, but Paul, I would lose weight. It's just hard. I could start a business, but it's hard. I would, I could, whatever. Again, this brings up a false dichotomy in which something being hard means that you can't do it. And we can see that this just is plainly false by simply looking at evidence. Now, remember, I'm all about facts. Facts over fiction, facts over feelings. And you go back and listen to episode 86 if you want a refresher on that. So the question is, have you ever done hard things in the past? Even just once? If so, then the fact of the matter is, evidence will show that you can do hard things. Therefore, something simply being hard is not a reason that you cannot do it. It might be a reason that you don't want to do it, you know, we'll talk about that, but it is not a reason that you cannot do something. By definition, you have done hard things in the past, you can still do hard things. You know, are you a woman? Well, if you're a woman, you've already done so many hard things living in a male-dominated world. If you've carried a child and given birth, that's amazing. I mean, I literally cry when I stub my toe. So God bless you, you've done so many hard things. Maybe you're black, brown, beige, or any skin color that isn't pasty white like mine. And then once again, You've already done so many hard things just dealing with the realities of living in this world. And then, again, beyond race, gender, caste, creed, no matter what, white males included, you do hard things every day. You wake up when you don't want to. You do amazing work on projects that you don't actually care about. You make nice with your in-laws. You went to college. You learn to cook. You know, I'm not going to go on and on, but hopefully you get my point. Life is hard. Everything is hard. And yet, here you are, living, which shows us that you have in the past and continue to have the ability to do hard things. So why is it that when it comes to creating positive change in your life, that those specific hard things seem to be the ones that you can't get done, right? Doing a work project is hard, but you get it done. Dealing with your family at Thanksgiving without having your head explode, well that's hard, but you do it every year. And yet things like maybe eating healthy, exercising, reading more, meditating, starting a business, going back to school, whatever else it is that you say that you want to do, but is also hard, you can't seem to get a grasp on it. You know, the first excuse is always it's hard, but we see that that is not real. In sales speak, We call that a smokescreen objection. Smokescreen objection is the objection that you put out to mask the true, deeper problem that you have. The one that's maybe harder to put your finger on or often harder to admit. So when I bring this up, your natural first inclination is going to be to dig in, to get more into the details. You will say, well, like, I would exercise, but I have to find time for it. You know, meditating is different than just doing a work project. I have to meditate every day. A work project is, is one and done. And plus, I don't get paid to meditate. Or you might say something like, well, going back to school would be great, but where would I find the money? And, you know, if I were your friend, I might just nod sympathetically and say, yeah, you're right, I totally get it. But I'm not your friend. I'm your coach. And sometimes your coach has to be real with you. And sometimes as your coach, I gotta give you a little kick in the ass sometimes. So I'm not gonna stop at the surface. We're gonna dive deeper. You say, I have to find time to exercise. Yet you find time for everything else in your life. You don't have a problem finding time. You have a problem with prioritizing. You could say, meditating is different than a work project. I have to do it every day. A work project is one and done. You tie your shoes every day, shower every day, brush your teeth every day, eat every day, All of these things go without saying, you do them every day. Because at one time, you practiced them and you learned them. Now, these things you learned how to do when you were young. But I promise, you are not an old dog. You can learn new tricks. So you don't have a problem doing repetitive tasks every day, even ones you don't get paid for. You could say, well, going back to school would be great, but where would I find the money? That's a valid question. If your car broke down, what would you do? Would you buy another? Where would you find the money? You might finance it. You might borrow from family. You might simply buy a cheaper car to get by until you've reached your financial goals and were able to afford another better car. But realize you would find a way. And all of these options are available to you when it comes to getting a new degree as well. You could finance. You could borrow. You could go to a cheaper school for a cheaper degree or take online courses or free education. So there are solutions out there. Everything has a solution when it's important enough to you. In all of these situations, the objections you have, the excuses, the reasons, they all fall flat with just a little bit of exploration. Obviously there is nuance, there are details, And again, your inclination is just to dig in and go, no, no, you don't understand. For other people, it's like that, but you don't get it. For me, it's not so simple. So I just implore you to try to silence that voice in your head for just a bit and just let it sink in when I tell you, you are getting in your own way. You are sabotaging yourself at every turn because if the excuses you like to use, like... It's too hard, or I don't have time, or I don't have the money. If those aren't real, then what is? And it's my humble opinion that there's only one answer. There's only one reason you don't get things done. Only one reason you don't achieve your goals. Only one reason that you don't have the life that you feel you truly deserve. And that reason is you. You are your own worst enemy. I am mine we are the masters of our own demise we are world-class gold medal athletes in the sport of getting in our own way and i know no one wants to hear this much less admit it it's painful to say that the only reason that you don't have everything you want in life is because of you and maybe you've experienced trauma and truly been victimized by circumstances outside of your control i am not saying that your experience is not valid nor that the horrible things that happened in your past are your fault. What I am saying is that if you want to change or build a better future, which is what I help people do as a coach and why I think you're listening to this podcast, then you must take responsibility into your own hands. Even if your life is going well, I'm sure there are chances that you want something different and you want something more and there are things that you would change going forward. And in order to create that change, you must admit that where you are right now, along with your lack of action in the past leading up to this point, is all your fault. You have to take extreme ownership. Extreme ownership is a term that I got from Jocko Willing, who wrote a book by the same name, Extreme Ownership, which I highly encourage you to read. I'll put a link in the show notes for that. You know one of my favorite quotes that I use often on here it comes from John Maxwell, and he says, "We don't solve problems that we didn't help create." And this is just human nature. If there is an opportunity to pass the buck, to shift to the blame, we are going to take it." Which is, again, no fault of your own. It is simply a byproduct of being a human. This is known as cognitive dissonance cognitive dissonance basically says that you cannot hold two mutually exclusive beliefs at the same time. And that if you do, subconsciously, your brain will silently change one of your beliefs so that it fixes that discrepancy and and restores internal balance. So for example, you might say, I want to lose weight. And you might know that losing weight probably means you can't crush an entire Domino's on a random Tuesday night. However, this Tuesday, you get home from work, tired from a long day, not wanting to cook, no leftovers in the fridge, and Uber Eats just sent you a discount code for 20% off and free Domino's delivery. So, now you have two conflicting beliefs. One is that you're trying to be a healthy person and a healthy person makes healthy decisions and you promised yourself that you wouldn't order Domino's this week. The other belief is that you're tired, hungry, and fuck it, a large meat lover sounds like it would really hit the spot right now. So you give in and you order it. Your brain is now at a crossroads. It has on one side the belief that you said you want to eat healthy and eat less pizza. And on the other side, it has the fact that You just ordered and consumed an entire large pizza. So what is your conflicted brain to do? Well, those two thoughts can't exist together. But what about the thought of, well, you know, I didn't have time to run to the store and I was so tired from a long day of work, but obviously I still need to eat, so logically I had to order Domino's. Your belief around not wanting to order out shifts slightly to, I normally don't order out, but I'll make an exception just this one time. This allows you to still say, I'm trying to be healthy. I'm trying to make healthy decisions. There's just a a small little asterisk next to it now. Or your brain could go the other way. You go negative, right? Rewind right after to devouring that whole pizza. Your brain is thinking, how can I be a healthy person who cares about my weight if I just ate a whole pizza? And the decision it makes is, I can't. I must be lazy. I'm undisciplined. I am worthless. Realize that that train of thinking is simply your brain wrestling with dissonance once again. Only in this example, the other side is winning. Whichever answer your brain comes up with in the moment seems logically true. And you will believe whichever narrative you choose. But in reality, both are false. You're not lazy or undisciplined or worthless and you did not have to eat an entire pizza because of a lack of time. The truth, the fact of the matter is, you managed your time poorly leading up to that night. You made unideal decisions about grocery shopping and about your time management and you backed yourself into a corner. You put yourself there and you had to deal with the consequences of your actions and your decisions. That's all, no judgment, just facts. The key is to remember who put you in that situation. It was you who could have meal prepped on Sunday, but didn't. It was you who let yourself go the whole day without eating, knowing you had no food in the house when you get home, and knowing that you had promised yourself not to order pizza. So you can say this was an issue of not having time or an issue of discipline, but really, again, it's just poor planning. And in reality, that poor planning is self-sabotage. So your excuses are valid. They're real. But they also don't help. Excuses are conversation enders. When you say, I'm lazy, I just need to do better, or I just don't have time, it's taking the easy way out. It becomes a problem and a solution all in once. I'm lazy, well, I don't know how to solve that, there's no pill for laziness, I don't have time, well, no one's giving me another hour in the day. It starts and stops the conversation. And the thing is that when you lean on those excuses, you say, well, I didn't have time, or I'm just too lazy, What it does is starts a slippery slope. And then anytime you get yourself into one of those cerebral tug of wars where you have two conflicting ideals, your brain remembers. It has that lack of time or that laziness excuse in your back pocket, an ace in the hole, that overarching excuse, and that will supersede all your other beliefs. So say you want to go to the gym, but you also have work to do. Oops, don't have time. You say that you want to ask your boss for a raise, but you know, you're know you a little bit of afraid of that uncomfortable conversation. Well, oh, would you look at the time? Got to head home. Maybe we'll chat next week. Maybe even staring at a sink full of dirty dishes for a week and your brain just goes, well, I'm such a lazy piece of shit. And so it goes on and on. Your excuses then become the thing that keep you stuck because you're not taking ownership of the actual problem. In order to get out of this, the question you need to ask yourself is, are you willing to settle? Because remember, your excuses are real. Not having time, not having energy, not knowing what to do, not being confident, not being strong enough, being poor, being disabled, being a single mom, whatever it is. These things are real. I'm not telling you to deny reality. The question isn't, are these excuses valid? The question is, are you willing to settle for what you have and to let those excuses stop you? And I'm not asking you to answer that question right now because the answer will become abundantly abundantly clear if you simply look at your current situation. That will tell you everything. Remember, I wanna know about facts, not feelings. And taking extreme ownership means saying, yes, I don't have time and that's my fault. So what am I going to do about it moving forward so I don't find myself in this situation again being forced to order pizza when I say that I don't want to? It's all your fault because you are in control of your time. You can drone on and on about your job, about your kids, your this, your that, but at the end of the day, remember, you only solve problems that you created. So if it's your job's fault that you don't have time, well, that feels better because it's now not your fault. And that also makes it an unwinnable situation. You can't change it, so you just settle. By putting the blame on your job, you have sabotaged yourself from ever finding an actual solution. If, however, you choose to admit that you are in charge of your life and change happens when you take ownership and maybe you haven't made the most of your time up until now, that means that you are doing the hard thing you are putting the blame on yourself, even when it could easily be shifted. And it will feel bad. Again, your natural gut instinct will be to shout, but no, it, it really isn't my fault. I really don't have time. Again, try to ignore that. Don't listen to that voice. Realize that your poor time management has been you sabotaging yourself. You could do better, but you have chosen not to. And that's okay. Now that you are aware and you admit it, you can choose to do differently going forward. So if you can take extreme ownership, that means everything is your fault, and that's okay. Honestly, it's truly a blessing because you are also amazing. You are a human, which means you have infinite capacity to grow, learn, change, and do amazing things. Anyone who has ever accomplished anything great was a human. I I will bet you money on that. And that means if they could do it, you can too. They are not special and you are not broken. You can do hard things and you can do great things. Truly, you can do anything. So if you can do anything, but you aren't in fact doing the things that you say you want to do, and we agree that you are the master of your own destiny and you own all of your faults and shortcomings, there can only be one logical conclusion. You are sabotaging yourself. You are getting in the way of your own infinite potential. So say it with me. It's all my fault. I will pause here for a second. Say it out loud. If you're in public, maybe sit quietly and think it to yourself. It's all my fault. It can be jarring at first, but to me, it's freeing because I can't solve problems that I didn't create, but I can solve problems that I created. Therefore, if I created all of my own problems, I can also solve them, and you can too. Doesn't that feel good? Now, I've talked many times on here about the spirals of life. Life is motion. You're either on a negative spiral down or a positive spiral up, and change also happens in spirals. In my course on self-sabotage, I teach about the change loop which starts with awareness. Just like you can't solve any problem you didn't help create, you can't solve a problem you aren't aware of. So my hope today is simply that I help to pull the wool from over your eyes, that now maybe you see things in a different light. You see that while you may have been victimized by life, by others, by your circumstances, that does not make you a victim. You can take ownership and take control and when you do that, a world of not only possibilities, but solutions opens up to you. you. know, As I taught for eight weeks around the underpinning mechanisms that lead to people self-sabotaging themselves from achieving their dreams, something became abundantly clear to me, that this is a problem that needs to be talked about more. My students who took this course told me that they felt better equipped to handle everyday setbacks, as well as feeling like they had a better understanding of why they struggled to achieve their goals and why they struggled in the past, and they felt that now they can move forward towards their goals without making it harder on themselves by self-sabotaging. Awareness and acceptance, that is the first step. It does not make the change automatic. However, it does make it so you at least have a fighting chance instead of feeling like you're playing a game that's rigged against you. So my action step for this week is to click the link in the show notes and go watch my free masterclass on self-sabotage. It's a free 45-minute masterclass where I break down the five human tendencies that lead to self-sabotage. I talked about the understanding that self-sabotage is a culprit, and I put together this masterclass to give you the tools you need to fight back against it. So the link is in the show notes. Check it out. And if you have more questions or you want to be notified the next time I make this course live so that you can learn how to eliminate self-sabotage from your life, there's a link in the show notes for an interest form as well. Fill it out and I'll reach out to you with some details. All right, that's it for today. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode and enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed making it. If you did and you want to show support, you can screenshot this and upload it to Instagram and tag me at Paul Levitin. You can share this episode with a friend or family member to spread the love and spread the knowledge. Or you can leave the show an honest rating and review on Apple, iTunes, or now Spotify as well. If you've made it this far, I sincerely thank you for being here and being along on this journey with me. Until next week, stay happy, stay healthy, my friend.